Go for it. Now? Yeah, go for it. Are you serious? It's fucking one. Yeah, go for it. Fuck what do you mean? It's 1 a.m. right now, guys. Don't you sleep? This is, uh, this is how Don't we do sleep? for controvert. Don't you need to go to that party? What time does the party end? Whatever. Just just go give a what? quick... What? I thought we are done. Do we, need, do we need like one hour for this? Do we need, this a, is a pretty... we need to pull up a fucking Fox News on that shit. Can you repeat all that? Man crashes into house after woman says she doesn't love him. Okay. Florida makes some crazy ass shit news just to Florida get Min attention. Says she doesn't love him. She doesn't love him. And then Quasar. Where was this at? Tampa. Tampa. This yeah. is Florida. Well, basically Florida and like St. Petersburg, Clearwater area, Pinellas. Okay. Let's go ahead and look this up. You said it's Fox News, yeah, right? First one, yeah. All right. I think I showed so you this before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember this. Yeah. <gasps> uh, uh, w oh, what do you think baby. about this? Um, oh. Does this trigger you? Like, is this bringing no. back PTSD? No. No, so, if I'm sober, yes. <laughs> give give a rundown what happened. I mean, I remember you mentioned this, like, back when we were dating. You were, like, saying a crazy guy, like, one of your exes, he crashed you into a house. Like, you guys had an argument. So, yeah. go ahead and just... I think um, um, basically what hurt the most was like everybody believed him because um, back then I was a pathological liar and I took a lot of like drugs. So I could see where they're coming from. But like basically more of the story, um, we were in the car. Um, I have a recording actually, but I'm not going to show it. But he basically told me he loved me. He wanted to marry me. And at that time, he was picking up drugs from one of his trap houses i don't know what it was but um and i told him i was like i'm tired of his lifestyle i'm tired of running away from cops i'm tired of like this gangbang shit like i'm tired of like you know just 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 being like a degenerate and i told him that it's not gonna work out i can't do this anymore i'm leaving and what he did afterwards i remember this vividly because it was so traumatizing to me was because he proceeded to like once I tried to get out of the car and I broke up with him, he pulled me back in. And that's when I got charged. Oh, no. That's when he got charged for kidnapping because he pulled me back into the car when I tried to leave. So, bro, how old were you when this happened? I was 2017. I was around 20 years old. You were not old. a minor, right? Yeah, I was 20. No, I was 20. I was 20 years old. Um, 2017 and he pulled me back into the car i didn't have my seatbelt on because oh. everything happened so drastically and abruptly so like he proceeded to set, tell me if i can't have you no one can have you verbatim and he proceeded to press on a gas pedal driving down like a very dark road remind you this is one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning and I did not know where we were going. He was going. I just saw the speed. It was like 80 miles per hour or 90 miles. per. I don't remember it, but he had an FRS. So it was pretty going. It was going pretty fast. Um, so this guy's a gangster. Yeah, he was a blood. So I was gang related in Florida, unfortunately. And um, he you were gang related. Yeah. 
Okay. Is that something you kind of wear on your chest? Like, you're um, proud of it? No, I'm not proud of it because this was Florida days and I try not to bring this over to California because I'm trying to be changed. And yeah. yeah. So basically, he pressed on the, um, the gas and the moment I realized my life was over was he closed his eyes and he said, Jesus. nothing really matters anymore. And I just saw him kept pr- um, pressing on the gas. And I looked at him and I felt like the only way to save my life was to to beg him so basically what i did was i held his hand like i shook him i was like i love you i love you what do you mean like i'm not gonna leave you like saying everything i can to like basically save my life and like the next thing i know i see something in front of me and i knew i kind of like this is really sad but like i kind of accepted my fate that this was the end of my life so i closed i literally just sat back and i closed my eyes and accepted it and that was like the saddest part of the whole car incident because when i did that i just realized that everything's over my life is over like everything i dreamt of basically it's just ended it's just vanished and the next thing i know i woke up on the ground which is crazy because I don't know how I got on the ground until I overheard because after the car incident, my ears were ringing, my head was bleeding, gushing out blood. And I just heard in the background very vaguely that my ex had went up to him and because he found me, he found the car crash into a house and the driveway, remind you not, the driveway was about, let's say like, um, um, like half a mile long like 0.5 miles long so we crashed into a porsche like the the porsche of the house and it was it was actually one of the things that saved my life because of the impact if it wasn't for that porch in the front of the house then i probably would have died if we hit a like a lamppole a tree like a car highway anything i would have died but we crashed into a porch so it saved us a little bit. Yeah, um, this your, um, it sounded like a bomb going off when it hit the building. Yeah, exactly. was one of the kids' testimonies. Um, so afterwards, my ex had carried me out of the car, put me on the ground, and started like beating my current boyfriend's ass, saying, who, who what, what the fuck? My ex. One of my exes. Yeah. One of so, your exes put the, the current boyfriend yeah. on the ground. No, yeah, he put me on the ground, and he started beating him up because he lived in that neighborhood. And he saw what happened. What the hell? Yeah. So I didn't really get much of it because I was not allowed to talk to any of the witnesses because I was a victim. Oh. Um, so I let my lawyer decide that whole thing. And so after I was put on the ground, I tried to play it off, you know. So I went up to him and like he was he was very drunk, barred out on cocaine, a lot of drugs. And he was trying to rip his license plate out. And he was like, you know, my life is fucking over. I remember this like like very vividly he was like my life is fucking over and i was like trying to pretend because i was trying to find my phone to call 911 and i was saying like you know what like it's 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 fine i'll help you babe i'll help you go through it like you know like just give me all your license plate number like not sorry not, not license plate but um registration insurance and i took it all from the glove department pretended that i was looking for it when realistically i was looking for my phone so once i got a hold of my phone i fucking took off like like i ran for my dear life and i called 911 i screamed help and help and help but the fact that the driveway was half a mile long it took so long to get out of that fucking highway um out of the house so he eventually caught up to me tackled me basically started abusing me hitting me 
my hitting my head against the brick, which caused me more damage to my brain. Did you get like a concussion or anything? I did, and I got staples in my head. And um, after that, uh, I guess like a bunch of people were surrounded me, and I didn't really realize because the the, the shit I was going through. And um, this guy, which um, the kid, he's on the news, actually, he came up to me and the guy, sorry, not the guy, but my current boyfriend at the time with his father who was in the army and the um, the father pointed the gun at the at the at my boyfriend at the time and told him to step away. And he did. So that was when we were able to contact the ambulance, the fire department the police and everything like that gave them my statement and it all went down from there so up until now um he's currently in jail for 15 years um i think right now it, it would be 10 years because it was five years from now so he was charged with attempted murder in the second degree kidnapping um some other stuff with like the housing and stuff like that so like, like being in the environment like hanging out with gangsters and stuff like that because you said that you were like gang affiliated right yeah so did you feel like a lot of gangsters because we tend to look at like gangsters as they're very hardcore they're very alpha and th- they're brute you know yeah do you feel like they're like really soft with like women no they're not really that soft no so i think that's where i get my aggressiveness from coming into california because i was surrounded by gangsters my dad was a marine like i never really grew up with like a lot of love by by soft i mean like they're they were abusive okay abusive yeah they're abusive but what i mean like soft is like they're easily going to want to abuse someone because they get in their emotions and stuff like that yeah yeah so they're soft and abusive i guess i guess so yeah it's the way we i don't know yeah yeah i think the part that hurt the most was like all my friends kind of took his side and made a statement about how like much of a liar it was to um basically ruin my character as a person so um i mean in the end i still won the case anyways because i had a lot of witnesses um as in neighbors and also forensic science really helped because he stated that he braked and he didn't see the, the house in front of him but forensic science showed that he actually did not break because there was no signs of like skirt marks when mm. they looked at the tires marks so what was like your initial reaction like once you woke up from the floor like let's talk about like two phases like one is like when you woke up from the floor and then another one was like once you got your things and you didn't see everyone around you Mm -hmm. but then then you afterwards you started realizing there were people a lot of people around you when you're gathering your things yeah i think like during that time it was very traumatic and um a lot of things were happening also like i had like a very bad concussion and blood was just dripping everything was very um intense hazy yeah like yeah i would say hazy so i I don't really and then it, it it made me pretty hazy so yeah like did you think like it was kind of like you're drunk but you were not on anything yeah right? i was on anything i i think i was more of confused more yeah. of trying to processing what just happened if this was a dream or not 
but it wasn't. And I vaguely remember a girl trying to pull me from the scene. She's like, girl, baby, we have to go now. And she kept pulling my hand. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. And she pulled me to the point where like she actually grabbed onto one of my bracelets. And she. This was after he started beating you or before? When I started running. Oh. Yeah. So then he caught up to me and then she fled the screen, the, the scene because Florida is actually really scary. You never know if you're going to die by being in the scene. Yeah. So she had my bracelet and then she returned it to me later on. And yeah, it was just like a shithole. But when I woke up, I actually cannot remember. I can honestly tell you that I don't know what was going through my head because there was so much to process. Because one, I just this guy who loved me, who wanted to marry me, just tried to like attempt murder on me and i woke up on the floor i don't know how i was just confused like in my head i was just more of like what the fuck just happened like am i seriously living this right now and so yeah that's that's really all i recall i can't, I can't recall anymore because i wasn't very like 100 percent coherent i was more traumatized more processing like a lot of emotions running through my head and how does that make you feel about like living life now like just having the ability to live a life where you're not dead yeah i think like i've cherished life a lot now but at the same time i've become more aggressive become more violent because i don't tolerate shit anymore because i'm scared i know like on the outskirts i'm very like protective very assertive very um violent in a sense but on the inside it's more of like me trying to have that self-defense that i don't want to go through that shit again yeah i i noticed like when we go out like parties or whatever you know generally speaking a lot of women in la they would be very protective of themselves they'd be like scared like oh no just me and you Mm -hmm. and they're like oh i don't really know you maybe we should get to know each other a little bit more but with you you i feel like you have that self-confidence like you can go out with any guy like alone with any guy because you know how to handle yourself Mm -hmm. like do you think yeah, definitely. So, like, after that car incident, I got free def- self-defense class, um, free, like, boxing classes. And, like, I just knew how to handle myself because, for me, it's, like, if I could survive an attempted murder, then going to California and, like, going through all this is pretty s- simple for me, I would say. Like, I could handle myself because I know all the tactics to say and what to do and what not to do okay so if i know this is gonna sound very stupid but if you could choose to not go through this would you take that or you're proud of how it shaped you into who you are today i think i think um like i said everything happens for a reason so in that case i am unfortunately really proud that that happened to me because if it didn't, then I wouldn't be shaped to the kind of strong person I am today. Like, I don't tolerate bullshit. I don't tolerate disrespect. I don't tolerate a lot of things that make me feel weak, um, little, or anything like that. So, it definitely, like, molded me into, like, a very stronger person, I would say. So, in a sense, like, you would agree that maybe if this didn't happen, something crazier probably would have happened to you, and then you'd probably lose your life then. Yeah. So, this is actually a blessing in disguise. Yeah, blessing in disguise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So, if you want to say anything to like people out there who <laughs> to really don't value their lives, mm. what would you say to them? I would say, 
everything happens for a reason and if you're still alive till this day then you definitely have a purpose in life because a lot of people don't a lot of people rarely get this chance to um, prove themselves like their worth and stuff so if you have what you have right now if you're going through anything right now and you feel like it's the end of the world or you feel like giving up just remember like a lot of people have had it rough and they still survived it and they became out stronger so just know like when you hit rock bottom you'll always like pick yourself up you always stand up and you always become better in life so awesome yeah i'll agree with that um i have my own like fair share of experiences where i almost lost my life and i can say for a fact that everything that new just said everything happens for a reason and it shapes you into who you are and we can get into like the story of like what i went through but today it's about new <laughs> and I, I i do think that life is a very beautiful thing and mm-hmm. i do think that everyone should cherish life you should live your life every day to its fullest and you never really understand how precious life is until you almost lost your mm-hmm, life. Definitely. And I think only those who almost lost their lives would really know how that feels. And I think not a lot of people get to experience that where you're on the brink of death. Yeah. So it's either like probably you're living one day and you just die. Probably you just commit suicide or if you're contemplating suicide, like take what we're saying and just think that like you may regret it you know you may regret it when you're in a different place not on this current realm but basically like before the car incident like i never really valued my life because i was always thinking like oh i'm not gonna go anywhere like i'm not gonna get anywhere like my life is in shambles like what is the purpose of living until that car incident happened when i really saw life flash before my eyes literally physically and i was laying on the floor thinking damn like i really survived this that means like i have a purpose and that's a lot of things that people don't really know because sometimes when i get it like you hit rock bottom like let's say you lose your job you lose your significant other you think like oh it's the end of the world but really it's not because you have so much to live for and like you have so much purpose that you don't even realize it until you're on the brink of losing your life and that's when i realized that I have so much to live for and i'm so grateful to be here for today because before that i was just I wasn't really valuing my life until that car incident and it made me become stronger into who I am today. That's why I started my own business, started my career and basically just live life the way I should have been living. That's good. I got emotional. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking. (laughs) I'll I'll give the Mm -hmm. viewers a little background, but like she was not actually like comfortable um, talking about this actually like trying to get her on this podcast it was a little bit tough i was like what's the topic you want to talk about let's talk about that story that story is going to make a difference and it's crazy because like we had a couple filming sessions and now she's finally able to talk about it and i think it's a very motivational story um that you know you 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 only live once you know Mm -hmm. and if if this shit happens and then shit really actually hits the fan then you know you lose that chance and i don't want people out there who are are contemplating suicide or whatever bullshit um or just not valuing their lives they live their life every day where they're just like fuck life how come i don't get anything out of life i mean life is really 
good thing. I mean, you should already be grateful that you get to live every day. Yeah, I think there was like um, another part I want to talk about very briefly was like there was like a big betrayal of the tr- of trust and love was because the man who attempted murder on me, um, he actually loved me and um prior to that like i said i didn't value my life a lot so there was a point in time where i tried to jump off a building and like he actually caught me and said like word for word i never want to lose you i love you please don't ever leave me like that don't ever do that to yourself i don't know what i would do without you stuff like that and then ironically he tries to kill me so that's why i have very low trust yeah i was gonna ask you about that that really turns a woman off yeah right? it's 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 very um traumatizing because yeah. you hear someone tell you they love you they care about you they can't live without you and they proceed to kill you yeah, that's cool. why like right now um my my love language and words of affirmation is the least people ask me why um i don't really tell them the full story but it's basically because a man once told me he loved me, he couldn't live without me, and he proceeded to kill me. So, like, words don't mean anything. So, actions prove a lot more because he tried to kill me. Yeah. So, that's where I've, it I've seen from. that firsthand, too. Like, yeah. where a man just hits a girl. And then exactly. all of that, you see in the, the woman's eyes, all of that fucking trust just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then she's just able to move on quick. She does not want anything to do with that guy anymore. She's just able to move on. When you break that trust as a man, where yeah. you hit a girl or do some physical harm, mm. it really traumatizes a woman. I'm not yeah. even talking about like driving them into like a fucking house and trying to kill her, but even just like a, a smack on the face, even just like beating her a little bit. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, you you built that all that trust up as a man to this woman that you love, and then for you to need to um, protect and provide for her, all like up until you guys were together then you all of a sudden want to just like destroy everything by trying to kill her yeah. or just slapping her or whatever. It's a, it's a big dent. So men, I mean, I, I definitely think you got to reconsider your actions. Don't act on emotions and be very stoic because one day you hit this girl, you do some body harm to this girl, some physical harm. You can't ever go back. She mm-hmm. lost all your trust you lost all her trust yeah. yeah i think like it was very traumatizing this like um to it was um to the point where I, I was delusional because after the car accident i was actually talking to my like plushie on my bed because he got me that plushie and i was being very delusional to the point where i was, I was mentally unstable and i had to go to the hospital because i was talking to that plushie as if that was him mm-hmm. and i was talking to the plushie saying like why did you do this to me like i want answers like you told me you loved me and then you proceeded to kill me i get it it's not the same as cheating and um betraying someone's trust but like to try to kill somebody and take their life it's very traumatizing it's very detrimental to someone's mental health and that's what i went through and i believe that after him i couldn't trust anything a guy ever said to me again like i said before like even though there are guys that have said like oh you're the only one i'm talking to you're like i love you or like um anything like any guys have said like sentimentally i don't believe them one bit until their actions are proven so definitely had that trust issue for my ex that crashed me into the house (laughs) 
Well, yeah. Um, if you guys want to see more about like that whole trust issue, we, we had a whole podcast about that. Um, make sure to check out our previous episodes, but I think we're going to go ahead and stop here. Um, thank you guys for watching the controvert podcast and damn this shit got a little bit <laughs> that emotional got, that got me almost crying for a second because i was yeah. like holy shit i'm actually talking about this because while i was talking about it, i was getting flashbacks of him just like holding me in his arms like don't ever leave me and all this stuff and then all of a sudden fuck you i'm gonna fucking kill you like how do you love someone and try to take their life do you understand what i mean like yeah that's that's it's the Next same thing that goes shallow. with um, the concepts of cheating. Like, you're going to go home to your wife and say, I love you so much. Or you're the best thing that ever happened to me. And go off and cheat. Like, doesn't make any sense to me. That's why trust issues yeah. come into favor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that's definitely, like, what contributes to, like, how women, like, nowadays could have trust issues for men. Yeah. And I think it's... There's all this talk on, on podcasts where, like, it's like, oh, no, women should trust a man. Or, like, it's like when, uh, some men are trying to justify, like, how he could cheat and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I think it, it, it needs a, there needs to be a balance where, you know, men need to take accountability for their actions as well. And that's what this channel is about, about, like, promoting, like, true equality. We're not just going to be on women's asses. But, you know, like, for me, I'm, I'm a man. I'm not going to just, like, go for the other gender. Um, but also men you take accountability too so you men out there watching this if you physically <laughs> abuse your girlfriend before you, you gotta think about like the next steps like moving on um but moving on from this um thank you guys for watching the controvert podcast we'll see you guys next time make sure to subscribe and leave your comments down below on news very emotional story thank you, <laughs> thank you. for sharing this emotional story of course all right see you guys later